Welcome back to the Big Book Podcast for January 8th, 1927. Time travel's real. I am Automaton 2000, hoping you had a very happy holidays. With me, as always, is Dan Javin. Uh, Dan, you were you on Santa's nice list this year? Or did you get a big lump of command of Psy in your stocking? <laughs> Uh, I, I regret to say that uh, there were no other games worth spending on, so I just bought Skyrim for the 11th time for myself <laughs> this year. <laughs> you mean you didn't uh, buy dilithium at store.startrektimelines.com? No, I did not hashtag buy dilithium. Oh, okay. Uh, with, with us also is Frank. Frank, right, right before we went live, Dan was telling me how well he does with pickups at kids' birthday parties. Now, I know you're not legally allowed to attend those, uh, but how, how, how's right. the dating scene doing? Well, you know, I, I do miss uh, going to, I used to call it Ben and Jerry's Dave and Buster's uh, because they had a really great little game. It's a Star Trek game and they've got trading cards in it. And you sit at this little booth and you put quarters in and you shoot quarters and you try and win these trading cards. Uh, and that was the last time that I felt connected to people. But now I'm here with you. <laughs> I'm giving you a great big virtual hug, Dan. Uh, and that does that does bring to mind a good old uh, times at Chuck E. Cheese is walking with armfuls of those little paper tokens that you needed like 1,500 of to buy to get anything decent. I got kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese for cheating. <laughs> were you were you punching the whack-a-moles with your own hands? No, this is back in the day with the, the ski ball. You just grabbed the handful of, of the ski balls and you walked up the ramp to the top and just <laughs> manually put them in the thousand, but then you put your hand down and you catch it as it comes down the chute and you just keep funneling it. Tickets just spill out. They don't like that, apparently. So, let's see. You've been banned from children's birthday parties, Chuck E. Cheese's. Anything else we should know about? Uh, not that without my lawyer's approval, no. No, okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know how to segue out of this. Folks, the Big Book Pod mailbag is still open. Send us your questions if you have any. Uh, I have a question. How did your mega go, your December mega? Because there was, uh, there was a flood of command Psi identically stated, and then I kind of blacked out. So, Dan, why don't you fill us in? We covered a little bit on the last episode. Fill us in on the on the back half of this. Uh, some of the, the newer crew with Nerica Tool. Uh, Ortega kicked it off. Um, what was that mega looking like in, in retrospect? Yeah, I, I think it's a Christmas miracle that I got to spend time with my family instead of having to focus on this boring uh, middling <laughs> mega. The uh, the crew wound up from start to finish just kind of being mediocre. Um, you know, I won't say that it was a bad mega. Everything was kind of workman grade. If you uh, had had extra time this season to compete, um, you still have some serviceable crew that'll last you for a good year, maybe two. Um, but but you didn't if if you were unable to to play and really compete at a high level, um, you you haven't really missed much. Um, so I mean, starting off, yeah, I, on our last podcast we covered uh, Admiral Robert April and 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 uh, Kalar Pike, uh, both of them nearly identical. That uh, for for risk of putting our our listeners to sleep, we won't retread those those two vanilla boys. But uh, we can uh, we can talk a little bit more about uh, Ortegas. Uh, uh, Kayla Ortegas and Nier Katul. Um Both of them dipsec, uh, primary, secondary crew, uh, just different flavors. Uh, I think Ortegas uh, brought her engineering uh, and, and uh, Nier Katul, what's her tertiary? Yeah, just uh, Psy, I think. So, um, Frank, what are your impressions on, on those two crew and their usefulness on your roster? I mean, the best way to put it is when we were prepping for the show and going over the notes, I couldn't remember who was in the Mega. Uh, and it's all characters from one show 
and primarily based around one episode. And I really liked the episode. And I couldn't even think of Nier Cthulhu's name. Uh, but, I mean, they're all fine cards. They have use for somebody. They didn't just give duds right out of the gate. Uh, but they're all so close in, in use and utility and stats with each other. It's just a haze of, uh, you know, mediocre mediocrity uh, is the best way I can put it, it that, that I sum up this mega. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were they, talking about our podcast for a second, but no, continue. Number one exclusive podcast. Uh, you know, Nira's good at the top of her triplet, uh, only besting, I think, some Voyage exclusives, but she's very similar to other crew that they've given away before that have more use, like a Cisco uh, or a Picard, that have more event use. And it just, you kind of get on this train of, well, here's a statistically good card, but it's not always about the stats. It's also about traits, and it's also about events and other things. And some of these cards just don't stack up there. Well, I think WRG has a very strong, very long history of command upset, command upside. They're going to throw into the later loser's power curve. And if you if you don't have a very common skill set, then you just get lost in the wash of they'll release some maybe Voyage Rank 100 or something like that. Or they'll put the great skill sets uh, on a giant mixed behold, uh, a pilot mixed behold on a purple you've never heard of from an episode you don't remember. And, and he, he gets the med, the med edge. So, um, you know. Let's deviate a little bit and talk about that. How do you guys handle then f for yourself, your crew acquisition? Are you still chasing the later loser's power even though it's a redundant skill set? Are you trying to mix and match and, and look at skill sets where you're weak even though the power may not be there on new releases? How do, how do you handle that dichotomy? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, personally, I mean, at, at the top of the retrieval retrievable crew right now, and she's been there for a while, it's inspiring Captain Burnham. Um, but she's in a very common skill set. She just has raw power that's you know hundreds of points above most of her peers. Um, I still haven't retrieved her. I just don't bother. It's it you know my my voyages on command dipsec are, are good enough. I think she's command dipsai. Um, they're they're good enough that you know the extra couple of hundred points that she would add. Um, it, it's really not worth me spending weeks of my time re retrieving her. She I think she originally came from a pack, so I never bought into that. Um, I, you know, I, I recognize her power, and I think the people that uh, you know see her on her voyages week after week after week because she always earns her seat are proud to have her. Um, but taking time out of my retrieval schedule where I am going after those crew with with a stranger skill set um, that are going to to fly on the more obscure voyages, um, you know, I, I just I can't really spare that time right now for her. Uh, Frank, how did you earn your inspiring Captain Burnham, and, and how well has she flown for you? <laughs> Burnham, yeah, was uh, pack-based, and she was a rock star in the pre-equipment days. Uh, got absolute, you know, use on almost every voyage, because like you said, she is head and shoulders above her peers by quite a margin of points. And when you're min-maxing your voyages, trying to get as much power out of it as you can, as long of a distance as you can to chase those exclusives, those hundreds of points can, can matter. So she really has outlived uh, her age compared to a lot of other cards, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, she came out uh, back in uh, October of 2022. So, you know, a year and two months now. And she's still, you know, the top of the heap for retrievals. 
but going into Otto's question, when they just keep throwing variations of the same crew at you over and over and over, week after week after week, Frank 1 over here who has to collect every crew, that doesn't matter. Frank 2 that actually plays the game, I do look at those skills, and like you, I say, well, who's going to help me on some voyages that aren't just command dip blank? Who's going to be something different? That's something I'll actually participate in an event and go for at least two or three copies of and give my time to, because really, it's all about our time. It takes time to earn these cards in an event, and you have to decide which skill set and, you know, which power level that is presented is worth your time. And a lot of a lot of these instances, they're just copy paste. And you just have to say, well. So is Frank too loud at Chuck E. Cheese as well, or, or is that a no-go? That is also a no-go. Okay. <laughs> I wondered how, how many incidents you that, could possibly that, that Frank have. Frank has it. a mustache, okay. and no. They, they figure that out quick. Yeah, yeah, the, the Homer Simpson mean. Uh, it's funny yes. that you bring up Inspiring Burnham, because I actually retrieved her out just on the back of her five collections, and I thought the Voyage power will be a, a nice to have, because, of course, you will use her uh, with that great power. The issue is, you know, value over replacement. Uh, I think I came up with value over replacement talent available just so I could use the acronym VORTA, because uh, I am <laughs> such a trick nerd. But uh, the, the point is, you have so many command dips. I, and actually, I wish I'd, I'd looked. I wanted to look this up before we uh, hit the record button. In the last, what was it, year? Like, the most common skill set releases command dip side by like three times more than, than, than the next closest skill set for gold. So <clears throat> while she is great there, you will get a great command dip side Voyager almost every week. In fact, this mega that, that we're talking about, you had multiples, including a four or five for free. So yeah, it is tough because obviously you want you want skill set uh, skill power that will endure like Burnham has. Uh, but also in the skill set, if possible, that won't be copied by every other crew to come out. So, uh, folks out there in in Radio Land, if you figured out which ones to target and why, drop us a message and let us know because I think we're still we're still all trying to uh, figure out a, a rhythm that works for us. Now, if we can move on, speaking about other command dip side crew, like this is going to be the whole podcast. Uh, let's hit on Admiral Pike. Uh, Frank, I'm going to throw this to you because <laughs> this is so funny. On BigBook.app on his crew page, it says he was introduced as a giveaway. Now, is that is that a half-truth? Is that a truth? Uh, how did that happen, Frank? Giveaway just like the tickets at Chuck E. Cheese. If you, <laughs> if you take it, they'll give it to you. Uh, so gather around the campfire, kids. Back in July uh, and even into June, there was supposed to be an event where we introduced... Uh, Admiral Pike from an awesome episode of Strange New Worlds and the Paul Wesley Kirk uh, as he appeared as Captain of the Farragut uh, on the show and that event was delayed because of art approval and allegedly it was for uh, this Pike and you know the actor strike was going on so there wasn't a lot of wheels moving in Hollywood and blah 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 so come to pass the elusive treasures uh, pack comes out that comes out twice a year and that came out with the artwork for both the Paul Wesley Kirk and for Admiral Pike. And in the pack description, it said you can get Admiral Pike or Paul Wesley. But they weren't in the vault, they weren't in the game, and they weren't in the pack. So people bought Elusive Treasures and said, oh my god, new card. No. And it took about 24 hours for this to be rectified, where they pulled the pack down, corrected the art, corrected the pack description, 
you know, houses were burned and a meteor struck the earth and killed off the dinosaurs. People moved on. Uh, and the compensation was if you pulled the elusive treasures pack so many times, they would give you a copy of Paul Wesley Kirk. And if you pulled the big pack, which was like the 6,500 dilithium, uh, they would give you a copy of Admiral Pike. But I think you had to pull like three just to get a copy. And then after that, so many packs, you would get a copy. Uh, so that's how he was a giveaway. All right. Now, in our notes, I see, <laughs> once again, guest star and inspiring Captain Burnham. Uh, he is 200 points behind her. Now, I think when he re originally released or when we originally data mined his stats, he was quite strong. I think tier two is, is what we had him in. Um, in the shadowy staging server big book, which uh, only I and, and two other people have ever seen. So he's fallen a little bit from there. Part of that is the skill set bloat. Frank, can you stomach another command of side discussion to, to tell us what we would be looking out for with this guy? Yeah, he was, he was very awesome pre-release, uh, and it wasn't just for the Monster Maroon. It was a strong pike, even though they had given us a lot of strong pikes in various giveaways, and it was hard to discern the difference between he and, you know, just plain old uh, Enterprise Pike, uh, or you know the uh, the other Pike giveaway that I just forgot who he even is because they do so many of those. Uh, and then by the time he was released, he had dropped down the ranks because, as you said, they just happened to love the skill set so much. Uh, he still gets events. Uh, he still, you know, can be put through the ringer with equipment and made stronger, but he's not, other than his high dip base, which it's all about the big base, I believe he's still number six dip base currently. Uh, so he stands out there. Uh, he'll gain usage for people if they have him immortalized, but if they only have him at 1.5 or 2.5, he is going to be forever lost in a sea of the skill set. Uh, Dan, before I throw it to you, I got to interject here a little bit. I was talking with Stars and Garters earlier today. Pike is absolutely a dog guy, right? Husky breed is what I'm thinking. Episode one, you know, where, where he's riding the horse in his secret mountain hideaway snowy retreat. He definitely has a dog sled team, right? I, I have to imagine that uh, it's hard to, to keep a dog. Well, I, I can't say because, you know, Archer had Porthos, but uh, I, I can't imagine getting so attached to an animal and then uh, having to, to leave it for a tour of duty. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I can't really speak to that. But what I can speak to is... Have, <laughs> There's have your any... segue. All right. <laughs> I, I, I see a great name on there, Fascination Luoxana Troy. Why don't you tell yeah. the folks yeah. what, what that's all about? So yeah, one of our upcoming crew, and in the next, uh, uh, so after the mega, we have kind of a uh, a non-mega loose uh, collection of uh, of uh, anniversary arc crew. They they do these arcs from time to time, where there'll be a common theme, but it won't be a, a mega. And so, fascination Luoxana Troy is going to update and refresh the character for the timelines game, and, and be one of the featured crew uh, among that arc. Um, she happens to also uh, share uh, a dip primary with Admiral Pike uh, and the exact same skill triplet. Um, she also has the distinction of being stronger in the triplet uh, and the primary in, in pretty much every metric. Um, Admiral Pike is also outperformed uh, in the dip primary by uh, Varani, People, Person, Quark. Um, it's it, you're playing for a six-month-old crew here, people, and it's difficult too. At the, the when you're when you're on the last when you're on the last um, 
week of Omega. The the gold crew that you're earning is not going to earn you any more mega favors. Uh, it's just going to go into well, in this case, our anniversary arc. Um, so it's, it's generally going to be a little bit of a uh, kind of a, a a decent finish, but but not a real uh, high energy uh, event, and even less so when you're playing for a crew that not only people probably already have if they jumped on the the, the free crew bandwagon that Frank had mentioned, uh, but uh, you know you, you, it's just it's it's a tough sell. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but I still like my pikes. And yeah, you, uh, Frankie mentioned the other free one, Chef Pike. Uh, he still gets, in fact, he's, he's on shuttles right now for me. Um, you know, these are usable crew. He's fine. And whenever you get a big name, especially for a live show that uh, they're still actively printing for, um, you know, he's going to see a lot of use going forward. This won't be the last Strange New Worlds Mega we have. I'm, sh- I'm certain of that. We'll get another one in the next year as this show continues production. Um, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, I'm happy to have them. I'll earn a few copies of them. Now, if you hear some sniffles in the background, that's not me crying over the Flood Commander side. That's just my kitty. <laughs> Speaking of science, uh, no greater scientist in the universe than the former military general and overall butcher, Dakra. Uh, so if we can go from old card to new, what in the hell has he done to deserve science? Because he, he, he is the butcher of, of t- hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, he engages in 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 uh, honorable ceremonial combat uh, yeah. during the episode. No security. He's got to have science. So <laughs> I'm just I'm broken before we even started. Uh, great episode, uh, and the art is very strong too. But another command of sight. What makes him worth grabbing in the flood uh, of crew of that skill set? Uh, quickly, the village shall not be destroyed. Louder, so they can all hear. <laughs> The village shall not be destroyed. Despite our fears, we shall stand our ground and face the Dakra. Despite our fears, we shall stand our ground and face the Dakra. The village is strong, more powerful than the Dakra. Together, we use that power to drive it away. Drive it away. Drive it away. The Dakra is defeated. Do I remember that episode? O'Brien never looked more like a potato than he did in that episode. <laughs> it's so lame. It's like one of those one of those uh, DS9 filler episodic things. Uh, it's it's a fun watch, I guess. All right, so, so Dan, are we going to see you on the mountaintop uh, with your staff and long white beard, with lightning striking behind you as you try to uh, try to event for Dakra? Is that what's going to happen? Uh, no, that's that's my uh, my sentiment that I'm going to try to do my best to keep him out of my roster. Uh, okay. You know, I've already got this guy ten times over. You know, what's there to say here? I think we could just start saying Command Dipsy, and that'll be our entire review. That would certainly certainly cut down on things. Uh, Frank, <laughs> the, the one thing I did note here: three collections, and then you know a few more in the hopper. Ambassador, Duelist, Tactician. Uh, it's it's increasingly common, of course, to see four, five, six collection crew. Does that at all elevate him uh, outside the skill set and and kind of lack of regular main cast events? Unfortunately, no, because you would think Klingon would have some sort of weight as a collection that he would at least help you fill. However, uh, as you asked, why even grab him? Well, I'll sell it to you, much like sell me this pin, sell me this Klingon. He will be in very limited company of Klingons in the game that don't have security. The Butcher of Chagall does not have security, even though he's not the Butcher, spoilers. Uh, uh, Caretaker Torres, who is a Klingon abducted and wakes up in a med bay wearing a sheet, has no security. I can agree to that. (laughs) Uh, 
Chancellor Azatbur, whose father was brutally murdered, and she is trying to keep her crumbling empire together while a one-eyed man spouts Shakespeare, has no security, that I believe. Uh, and then the greatest Klingon of all, uh, Kalhaya Sisko, Hold on, no you, you gotta do the Jiro chop when you, when you say his name. <laughs> Kalhaya, for Big Book Plus subscribers watching the video. Uh, the animated series Disarm. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> he just knocked the phaser out of his hand. God, I had slept and forgotten that. All right, so we're crossing was... the streams. So I'll be back to talk. Right? Yes. Watch on Trek Trek coming soon. Uh, so, I mean, really, I'm going to steal from Stars and Garters. Who is this card for? <laughs> because, I mean... Ah. Yeah, so it's, it's funny because the first thing I did when I saw this... Uh, well, when I saw the art, I, I sent it to Stars. I'm like, what the hell is the weird, like, marker shading around his feet? It looks like it's completely out of place. It looks like someone just took a Sharpie and drew around his feet. And then the second thing is that we all laughed at the science, because why would he have it? Um, and actually, it's it's weird to say, but if you were Command Dipsec, that would actually be a less common skill set these days uh, among newer crew, uh, and might even help him out in some respects. It's funny that you mentioned Azid Burke, because I thought about her. Uh, there was a small to-do when she was released, because her her crew name was just Azid Burr, and everyone's like, oh, what about all the other chancellors? Why don't you, a consistent naming, call her chancellor. Why is this guy not General Dakra instead of just Dakra? And, and I'm, I'm asking this because that's actually might be the most interesting thing about him. I was pleasantly surprised they didn't just call him the Butcher of Jagal Dagah, Dakra, <laughs> uh, because that would be even worse. I, I think that might have broken a few spreadsheets uh, cells trying to yes. fit that whole name in there. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I hate to say it because I absolutely adore the episode uh, and the characters is just superbly played. I'm not seeing anything that I particularly want on my roster. Now, as an event reward, I'll probably, you know, try to grab a copy or two just for the collection value down the line. Uh, those quote-unquote free stars week to week do add up in the long term. But he's not someone I would ever cite. He's not someone I would pull a pack for. Uh, probably not someone I would ever retrieve unless he does hit on, on the, that collection number five or six down the line. So I guess sort of a filler card, but from an episode that's very much not filler. Uh, gentlemen, any closing remarks before we move on to what will probably be another Command of Psy crew? Nothing to write Kronos about. <laughs> well, surprise, 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 not Command of Psy. Uh, Dip Psy Med for Fest of Guinan, the uh, campaign reward. And uh, a crew that we did skip over earlier, Quality of Mercy Chapel, who recently came out. Uh, in the realm of voyages, one six, rank one sixteen by raw power. Fist of Guinan tops her quite a bit in, at number seventeen. Uh, and I see some names: Devious Duet, Gerardi, Night Terrace, Troy, who have been doing some good work on voyages. Uh, Guinan has a little bit more power there, but a, a big gap in, in antimatter seating. Her traits aren't nearly as good as someone like Gerardi. Um, Dan talked to me then about the the voyage work is is kind of the. Uh, the headline here. What else? What else is is meat on the bone for crew, for, for crew for players, uh, weighing whether or not they want to to spend hard cash for this crew. Right. Yeah. Good. Good shout. Because this is the campaign crew for this month, and a really nice reward, I think, for people who who have bought into the game. Um, you know, I think that this rides the line. There are certainly some crew that uh, outperform her, but not many. Um, you know, she'll have some longevity to her. Uh, she has a lot of good uses, not just in voyages, but she's got a pretty fair ship heal. If you need that 25% heal for your fleet boss battles to go the distance, the full three minutes, 
Um, you could do worse than, than throwing her on your ship. Now, she does have a 22 second cycle. You generally are going to want to optimally work towards getting 20 second cycle full healers. Um, so eventually she will be replaced. Um, but I think that her, her voyage longevity will probably outlast her, her fleet boss battle. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they, they keep showing a trend of, of taking good serviceable crew, throwing them in the campaigns. And, uh, you know, it's been said before that the real value in the campaigns is all the other stuff you get, the dilithium and, and all the, the resources in general, citations. Um, but being able to get four stars on her will, will be certainly nice for anybody that spends $25 on the super premium campaign. Uh, Frank, any thoughts, any value to you in this crew? You know, if I had a Chuck E. Cheese prize ticket for every Dipsy Med crew that the premium ultra super campaign has offered me in the last two months, I'd have two, which is weird because they gave two crew with the exact same weird skill set two months in a row however not complaining because i love weird skill sets that do not involve command dip anything uh she's you know she's Guinan. she's got three collections over you know the previous troy from the last month who only had one uh she might hit in the future on two more so there's there's value there and you know she's strong she debuts high on the voyage rankings and it's going to take a while for her to fall off because of that skill set. So I do believe there is value there. And of the campaign crew in, you know, the year 2023, I think she's one of the best that they offered. Uh, where are you spending those two Chuck E. Cheese tokens, by the way? Well, unfortunately, the is there street value for can, that? Uh, the cheapest prize you can get there at the counter is five for a pencil eraser. So <laughs> okay. you just kind of have to save them. I'm flashing back to Scholastic Book Fairs, by the way. Uh, great value there as well. 400% value. Uh, now, we are sadly reminded in, in, in Guinan's flavor text that she was part of Star Trek Nemesis, the, the, the Troy Riker wedding, uh, partially clothed, not a, not a traditional Beta Z wedding. Is it Troiker is, or is it Triker? What is, what is the ship name here? Hmm. I prefer Roy. Roy, <laughs> Roy. <laughs> what? Okay, okay. That, that is a shit. <laughs> Dude, look on your face. All right, so the, the Roy. I mostly just shoehorned that in because uh, speaking of naked people on a planet, <clears throat> uh, uh, from from the TOS episode, the Apple. God, what a segue. Yeoman Martha Landon, uh, a, a notedly not command dip psy crew, second uh, psy. Uh, you, you know, a tier three debut, uh, much like a lot of crew with with Voyage and Shuttle stats, is, is where we're primarily looking. You know, f for a TOS one-off, actually, a pretty decent trait list: Duelist, Romantic, Explorer, Resourceful, uh, along with some other chaff in there. Um, and I do see another hull repair, Dan, which I, I can see right now. You're jumping up and down to talk about. So, uh, by the way, I'm just I, I'm just pepped up in tone now because it's not a command of site crew. You know, what a revelation. So, yeah, Dan, kick us off. Uh, why does she have this giant security gun base? Yeah, she they had to, they, they took this crew from from a one off episode and they thought, OK, how can we get people excited about it? And uh, I think uh, I think I'm sufficiently excited to say that she's probably the best crew that we'll discuss today. I don't know. There's a few coming forward in the anniversary arc. We, we, we may be surprised, but uh, 
Yeah, starting at a Voyage Rank 20, uh, really interesting skill set. She does have that sec primary, which is actually more, more hard to find than you'd think. Uh, uh, in her triplet, um, I think the closest sec primary that she beats was Angel Gabriel Burnham from like two years ago. Um, she also uh, has just a strict upgrade in power level to Barge of the Dead Torah's uh, Vox. Um, she's she's got some some great company, and she just beats him soundly. Um, number three, security base. If you ever happen to find a second shuttle, I don't think I've ever seen one of those, but if, if she'll she'll be number one for you in that event. Um, and right now she's starting with a couple of the collections, but I feel like we'll see a few more for her down the down the line. Um, yeah, you mentioned that that whole heal. So right now, one of the optimal uh, whole healers, if you have a sufficient uh, captain bridge level for fleet boss battles. Uh, some of our players are toying around with running crew that have attack bonuses to, to up that damage, um, but also are on a slightly uh, less, uh, slightly slower cycle. So I mentioned earlier, 20-second cycle is optimal. Uh, in this case, uh, Yeoman Martha Landon features a plus six attack, which matches uh, other healing crew like Dareth, and also notably Caretaker Torres, who is on the exact same 22-second cycle. Uh, I'm running Caretaker Torres myself on my um, Fleet Boss Battle uh, Ultra Nightmare Attack crew, and uh, you know it, it's worth discussing whether or not having a second uh, hull healer of this caliber uh, will actually get you a benefit. But if you missed out on Caretaker Torres, uh, she'll be a great substitute. Um, you know, talk about talk about earning your wage. She is a pack crew. You're going to have to buy into her uh, if you're going to get her in the next year or so. Um, but I think she's part of the discussion about retrievals in the future. When she does hit the portal, she may still have enough power level and utility that she, she's probably going to be one of the ones that you want to target as soon as she's available. Frank, what are your thoughts? The final release crew of 2023, uh, and they went out with a bang, uh, the best Tuesday pack crew of at least half the year. Uh, she's crazy good, at least from my perspective, uh, if you if you haven't been listening to the podcast so far, we love unique skill sets or at least non-standard skill sets. She's got that. She's got absolute raw power. She's got voyage utility. She's got ship utility and fleet boss battle utility. A little light on collections, uh, but those can always come through in time. They've they've done real well. They wrg pronouns pal of you know <laughs> collections every month. And they they're still on that train, so uh, her value will only go up. I agree. By the time you hear this, her Tuesday pack is gone. Uh, but if she shows up on your Dabo, or if you partake and dabble in elusive treasures, or a year passes and she enters the portal, I I can't think of too many people that she would be uh, knocked back behind in the line of top retrieval choices. She's got great utility in in all classes. Yeah, I want to back up a little bit and talk about her on Voyages because it, it actually is an interesting study. She comes, uh, releases the number 60th Voyager, uh, boosted with, with all the stats in the game. But we actually have a rated number 20 overall in the big book. Part of that is because all eight of her traits, I, I called some of them chaff earlier in the, the Human Federation Starfleet set, but they do help out on antimatter bonuses. Uh, and th she is absolutely stellar there. Number 39 overall, but actually number four among crew who don't have any med 
The reason why that matters is uh, the med seat has a smaller pool of traits that hit uh, that are very common, you know, physician, human federation, Starfleet, common to crew with med. So there's a little bit more competition there. But you take that out of the equation, she's really stellar for finding antimatter seating. And some of the names, uh, like you mentioned, Angel Gabriel Burnham, uh, or I remember Lucan being like in the teens for voyages. Now they're down in the 150s, 160s, 180s. Uh, so this is a much-needed power refresh from crew who are a few years old uh, and just fantastic Voyager overall there. You know, sometimes people see Command Dip or Sec as the primary and think that it's not as good, but actually the all the supplementary stuff, the, the traits, the, the skill order and the skill set there are, make her a very strong Voyager. All right, now that the show's picking up a little bit, uh, some more good news in your stocking. Uh, no, wait, that's Shane. I can't make that reference. Uh, there are new traits coming to Timelines. Uh, let me quote from the esteemed STT community admin account. <clears throat> Greetings, captains. We are going to be adding festive, playful, compromised, and vengeful as traits to support additional design. These traits are scheduled to be added along Q1. Uh, that may be a fifth trait. We're not sure. Uh, live long and prosper, folks. So, yeah, we, we have now this handful of traits festive, playful, compromised, and vengeful that we don't know much about. Presumably, they're going to slap them on about half the crew that actually need it and miss the other half. Uh, one of the, a, well, a couple of the crew we've already talked about, festive guy and festive walks on a Troy. Surely those are locks. Gentlemen, who else are you seeing? Perhaps some low stat, low trait crew who might benefit. Uh, who, who else are you seeing picking up these new traits? So, I don't I don't know about Festo. So I've got currently on uh, bigbook.app. I've got the uh, collection. Last time on bigbook.app. Last time on. <laughs> uh, the collections tab uh, there lets you uh, sort and search pretty well. And I'm looking at all of the 33-0 collection crew. And I couldn't, I couldn't pick out a single one that would be festive. Um, so apart from the ones that you deemed, I'm not really seeing a lot of potential there. Maybe Bridal Deanna Troy. Bride uh, Cassidy Yates, oh, I thought, maybe festive. Uh, Grecian Carolyn Palmas, maybe festive. Grecian uh, Formula number five pajamas, yep. Yeah, I Timison, not festive. He's about to go kill himself. Not festive. <laughs> but his family was going to have a celebration around it, right? He true. was supposed so, to gather with everybody. So. All right, folks. Timison we're going to start the Trek Trek on the on the episode with Timison. So spool up your VCRs and let's go in five, <laughs> four, three. All right. That's no, just another episode of MASH. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. You know, he was on Frasier, too, actually. Uh, David Ogden Steers. Uh, and, and did a great job as, as potentially Fraser Niles' dad, but I digress. Uh, Fraser, watch, watch, watch. <laughs> will Vengeful Laurel get the Vengeful trait? Do you, do you think they're at least going to search keywords in the names when they add these traits? There's a betting pool that they're going to miss <laughs> the Vengeful and the Festive people right now, and I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm trying to tank that betting pool by saying, oh, they'll absolutely get them all, but yeah, no. Compromised Arium won't get compromised. I mean, it's it just the jokes write themselves. <laughs> so BG Robinson, another notable zero collection crew, whom I've airlocked a number of times amongst both of my accounts. Uh, Terry Hatcher, right? Uh, so certainly she would get the playful uh, trade. But do you think Akona actually compromised her? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's don't make me start editing this podcast, please. <laughs> I assume you put your kids to bed before we started recording, right, Dan? They're not going to walk in on you. 
Uh, no, I'd make another joke that would get cut. Uh, but I will say, okay, so if this doesn't happen, there is no justice or the devs don't play their own game. Captain Clark Terrell, which is a fantastic actor from a fantastic moment in a fantastic movie, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, where he is infected with Khan's seti eel in his ear and he turns his phaser on himself. If he's not compromised, yeah. who is? Now, he could be festive, much like Timison, but I, you know, he, he's got to be compromised. Uh, I would say conditioned LaForge, also compromised. Yeah. Uh, for, for Clark Terrell, I think festive. He did light himself up like a Christmas tree. So. He did. I'm just going to cut this whole segment. This is this staying on the cutting room floor. I cannot put this out to our paying Big Book Plus subscribers. Uh, face of big... Rios. Yeah. Face if ever there was a compromised festive man. And right. playful. While you guys are still spooling up uh, <clears throat> theories about that, we will drop a little bit more news here. There is a Betazoid collection coming. Should I believe it drops about a week after this podcast will. So uh, speaking of Zero Collection crew, you have Commander Troy and Bridal Deanna Troy, legendary crew who have none. <clears throat> and then the rare and common versions of, of Troy only have uh, just that rarity collection. So there's four more crew that'll get something. Uh, hilariously, <laughs> the only Betazoid crew who aren't either Deanna Troy or her mom are Lon Suter and Tam Elbrun. So good for those two tier nine crew. They'll get a little bit more value. Uh, and and I believe it's a collection that only has 10, uh, my, up to milestone 10 on release. Uh, they may change that ahead of time. But if it sticks to 10 like the, like Royalty did, that means you can finish the whole thing uh, without needing any gold crew immortalized. So more good news for, for our newer players. Uh, folks, <laughs> have we thought of any more festive, eventual, compromised, or playful crew in the meantime? Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for most of these in some way or another. That's I think that's why they've gone with these four adjectives, is that they just, you know, they're... they're uh, they are vague enough, kind of like the displaced trait was when they added that. God, it must be two years ago now. Um, you know, vague enough that they can apply them to a, a wide swath of crew while still leaving others out, arguably. Um, you know, it's the, the real question is what we're coming down to is uh, Otto, which which do you think Dreamwalker Chakotay will qualify for? Uh. I think festive because he's holding the festivist pole in his hands. He's got a lot of problems, and you people are going to hear about him. Uh, but before he dances around that, so so what you're saying essentially, this is these traits are uh, resourceful two, resourceful three, resourceful four, and resourceful five. They don't mean anything. They're just going to add collections for him and then put them on crew to, to add value. Is that where we're sort of headed? They're they're going to put playful on Helmsman Wyatt because he's playing Worf's favorite game, Ramming Speed. Is that for the old NES? Is there is there a is there yes. Mike Tyson at the top of the Donkey Kong ladder or something? <laughs> Mike Tyson's ramming speed was something very different. <laughs> I'm not mad, Frank. I'm just disappointed. How many Chuck E. Cheeses do we need to ban you from before you stop making these jokes? <laughs> Boy, it's a good thing no one listens to this podcast. We can't be canceled. Uh, all right. <laughs> Show notes save us. Uh, uh, upcoming... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to these traits uh, when they drop. But upcoming also, we have an anniversary arc uh, and a handful of those crew to talk about as well. So let's go ahead and start with, oh, God, please don't be Command of Sight, uh, COP Cisco. Well, you're in luck, Otto. 
Command Dipsec. Hey, just your prayers were answered. Hey, let's get back to the uh, the brass tacks here. The rarest skill set these days. <laughs> Actually, right. this uh, this yeah. absolutely looks like one of the. You know how uh, Travis Mayweather has like one face that they pasted onto eight different bodies. This looks like just they took an Enterprise crew and, and threw Cisco's head on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mayweather's body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you'd al- you would almost think there's a sci-fi story in that. So if this is an originals, you know, maybe they say there's a transporter accident and, and poor Travis got mixed up with Cisco. But, uh, all right, you know, normally I vamp like this when the crew sucks, but this is actually <laughs> a collection hoss, uh, seven on release with Chef Surely to come uh, with an Owan egg avatar at the end of it. Uh, is this, uh, so for, for a, let's look at the perspective of the late game player who's trying to stack skill boosts. Is this kind of an auto site, an, an auto acquire, auto citation crew? Yeah, without a doubt, the the most valuable citation on this crew is is, is going to be the the one that you add after you get all your other copies from the giveaway. Um, you know, being a common skill set, a voyage power that's behind the curve. Um, you know, all of the value here is going to be in making sure that you can uh, finish and then either freeze him if he's just behind your uh, your voyage capabilities or or just, uh, you know, getting those collection ticks. Uh, I, some of the collections are, are non-step boosting, but he has, it, it's remarkable how many traits they've given him. And this is just off the heels of us talking about how almost all of the crew released in the past uh, six months, maybe even a year, have been precisely within the range of six to eight traits. And now all of a sudden, here comes COP Cisco with 10 traits. It's just an outlier and a really nice reward for the people that are playing the game, uh, you know, in, intensely enough to, to get all four copies of them. Uh, and and uh, there are some sources of free gold citations now. If you're earning uh, high enough in the fleet boss battles, they drop a few there. Certainly some of the collections at higher levels give you that. He just feeds into that. So if you're already running for those collections, you probably already have a few sites laying around to, to give to this guy. Yeah, I don't want to get too much in the weeds here with these skill sets because they do end up being kind of redundant. But notably, he has nine antimatter traits. That is a massive haul. Again, another non-med crew uh, in the in the top thirty of uh, of antimatter seats there or antimatter chance. Uh, and he's also in a particular skill order, which is not terribly common. <clears throat> two other crew in the top two hundred, uh, unboosted Commander Demos, who had uh, not a great trait. Uh, not a great trait lineup and actually was I think it was released around Fencing Picard who was a number one command upset crew so kind of lost in in the shuffle there and then Brunt FCA which you don't typically think of powerhouse when you think Ferengi so maybe you miss that crew so uh, being a giveaway card you know getting multiple stars for free I think a lot of players will end up seeing him voyage more than they might think for the skill set. So even though we love to rag on on commanded whatever, I think this one might be one of the ones, especially if you're cited for collections, who ends up escaping that a little bit and, and will run on voyages for you. Uh, Frank, I know you have a loaded roster. Will Frank, what will Frank 2 and or 3 and 4 be, be doing with this crew? Uh, Frank 3 and 4 uh, died in the barking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese. However, Frank 2 still plays and will absolutely side them of all the giveaway crew lately you know i do sympathize with the people that say well i don't know if i want to give a site to this crew because i don't know if there's a lot of value you just hit all the notes why there is value in this crew you check the boxes of so many different collections uh and as a giveaway he's really strong and he's gonna have use for quite a long time for anybody 
and he'll voyage, he'll ride shuttles, the collections. He won't do gauntlet, but, you know, you can't do them all. All right, moving on to a, a significantly less interesting crew. Fascination locks on a Troy. I definitely didn't call her festive locks on a Troy earlier. You cannot prove that. Command Dipsi. Are we going to bring this show to a screeching halt? You know, tier three, but as I look at her, almost all of that seems to come from voyages where, again, such a competitive skill set. Um, she may age poorly, probably will age poorly, especially without a lot of supplementary help. Only two collections right now, only 12 events over, what, almost eight years of the game. So not a great portfolio Portfolio, otherwise. Dan, you're the hull repair guy. <laughs> I'll throw that to you. Uh, 20% instead of 25 and 22 seconds instead of 20, but an attack boost. Is this sort of a, a crew that newer players might try to pick up uh, as a stopgap, or is she not worth the stars? How do you approach that? Yeah, well, I mean, she'll be our recurring mega card, so new players are certainly going to get four copies of her. Uh, but but with, with talking about the hull repair, you, you know, your your first copy is going to be the uh, the one that gets you online, and then from there, it's all just about increasing your uh, your your bonus stat. Uh, and in this case, since she has an attack bonus, yeah, those extra stars are really going to come in handy. Um, for the same reasons we talked about uh, earlier with with Caretaker Torres and uh, and, and her replacement, the the, the, new, the new Guinan card, um, we're we're going to have uh, you know some good use out of this. But the problem here is that these suboptimal uh, hull repair crew are only good for really end game rosters that have maximized all their bridge levels. So for somebody up and coming. Um, this may fill a gap, but you really need to be retrieving Dareth or or another really quality hull uh, repair crew with an, an attack boost, uh, just to make sure that you're squeezing every point of damage out there to hit your thresholds in as little valor as possible. Um, I think that this is this is a fair card for newer rosters, and really that's what that mega recurring card should be: is somebody that fills some shuttle slots for you that that produces some good numbers on voyages. Um, but I don't think that uh, veteran veteran players are going to be real crazy about her. And I, I take issue with you saying that this crew aged poorly because Magil Barrett was a treasure and aged gracefully. All right, I, I will uh, I will parry not parry that. I, I will support that with, with a good statistical point. This is not this is a slightly less common. And I said it didn't matter earlier, and it doesn't. I'm just trying to backtrack a little bit. This is a slightly less common orientation of skills. Uh, for voyages, the only other command, or sorry, a dip side command in that order in the top 100 is to bring a Spock, and then below that is a lot of either old crew or just kind of uh, mediocre recent event crew who you probably skipped over. So this this being a mega recurring crew again, maybe like COP Cisco, a, uh, someone who escapes a little bit the voyage doldrums of that skill set, but I think a lot of that's just going to come down to the the free stars. Uh, Frank, go ahead and be the resident whale here. Does this crew titillate you at all, or is this just going to be a perfunctory citation uh, for collections? Citation for collections, and just to mark another one off the list, uh, she will catch the odd voyage for probably a couple of months, and then, you know, inevitably someone else will come along and replace her. And, you know, again, also in this world of equipment, which I try and put the blinders on and not reference as much for the strength of crew, because that throws everything out the window completely. Uh, you know, there are some Betazoid uh, equipment, equipment, excuse me, no E, uh, that you can put on there to give her a little bit more oomph. 
but really only then would she have a lifetime of value. Otherwise, she will age out quicker than uh, someone with a more unique skill set, shall we say. Yeah, so I'm seeing both sides of the issue here. I think if you're a, if you're a newer player, this is probably a safe site. And, you know, it's fair to worry about should I be scared off by the skill set. But uh, with continuing missions, you want, you know, at least one crew in every skill. Primary, who's going to be five of five. The voyage power at least is there, even though, you know, it's kind of blunted by the competition. And then you do have some hull repair there. So I think this is definitely a crew more pointed at newer players. For a variety of reasons, uh, if you're a veteran player and you're just listening to us, you know, it's white noise to go to bed, I will subliminally tell you, do not cite this crew, do not add the fifth star, go to BigBoot.app and figure out what else you should be doing with your crew. But uh, for everyone else, it's probably, uh, <laughs> as far as Command of Psychos, one of the safer, uh, la- the min- I call them the mini muffin sites, you know, if you just throw on that fifth star here and there, it's not the same as, as, as eating a, a big a calorically heavy uh, muffin. So th- this is probably a fine crew. It doesn't excite me personally, but Dan, you, you make some good points about who this crew's pointed at. Yeah, I really like Frank's shout about the um, uh, about the uh, equipment. Also, the Sacred Chalice of Ricks will give a, uh, one of the highest total boosts. Uh, it won't be particularly useful for solving those toughest uh, continuum mission nodes, but if you're going to max her out, get that fifth star, then you can finally equip her with that Sacred Chalice. And get a uh, boost to both her dip and her command. Um, you know, get a few points out of your voyages. If you're right on the threshold, but you keep falling short of hitting those 14-hour voyages or even 12-hour voyages, um, you know, sparing you, you could do a lot worse than spare a few of your qubits. Throw that on her and get her on a flight and see what she can do for you. All right. Uh, <laughs> I can cut that out, but uh, we all, we three know what I'm laughing at. Uh, just for the novelty of covering a super rare now on this podcast, let's talk about Ulyss, or perhaps his cousin Ulyss. Who knows? How to, who cares? It's Ethan Phillips with a laser whip. What else do you need to know? This is, this is a fun, this is a fun super rare crew. Uh, unfortunately, not statistically, though. A tier 5 debut with Voyage and Shuttle. You've, you've heard that, you know, already on this podcast. Not a lot of ancillary benefit. Now, I see three collections and three, well, two viable traits. And that sounds kind of titillating, but Criminal Mind, the Criminal Collection caps out at 10, so you don't need them. You probably already have it done. The Enterprise one has been a long road, only gives you skill boosts every other milestone. So not a ton of lasting value there. Uh, am I missing something, Frank, or, or, or is this just kind of a, a new player smoke them if you got them uh, event reward? This is this crew is specifically for people who have the Ethan Phillips bingo card. They've already got human Neelix. They've got oh. Klingon Neelix, and now they've got Ferengi Neelix. What a versatile and actor. This is yes. This is so. This is the whole sales point of this crew. Otherwise, you know, he's a purple. He's going to be part of the upcoming anniversary mega arc type thing that we don't know a whole lot about. Kind of but he's going to be in a skirmish event that only gives three copies if you go up to 130,000 VP. So is he worth citing if you don't have a million purple sites sitting around? Or maybe there's a better purple crew coming a couple of weeks later. I don't know, but I I wouldn't be arguing with this Ferengi over anything. I hate I hate crew like this <laughs> because I won't I won't cite him. He will sit in my roster at three out of four stars, 
for a full year and then some after he finally gets in the portal, this huge bloated purple portal, and then maybe someday I'll pray for him to show up in a behold and I can finally finish and freeze him. And when I do, he's not going to give me virtually any collection benefit. Uh, he just takes up space, and man, I really should just do the right thing and airlock a crew like this. I mean, he's in a skirmish. You don't even get any benefit for even leveling him past level one. You throw him on your ship, you fight with him, he gives you a full bonus. Um, he's got nothing going for him. His primary secondary is sec dip. His eng is a tertiary. Not going to help even the newest of players do anything in, in the in the galaxy map. <laughs> Dan, Dan, why do you hate joy? It's Ethan Phillips with a laser whip. You're telling me you don't want this card in the game? Come on. Is that a uh, laser whip? I couldn't tell from the artist. It... I, I'm assuming it is. I don't, it looks like they just kind of cut and pasted it over with a transparent filter. It looks but... like he tripped over a power cord to a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> well, speaking, of, speaking of the art, it looks like he just got a shipment from o Omaha Steaks. <laughs> so I hope he has a good time with his fillets. Oh, angling for a sponsorship, huh, Dan? I'm, I'm afraid after a few of the segments we did earlier, there ain't going to be no sponsorships for the Big Book Podcast. Big book. All right, uh, this is the. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of dating myself here, but I scroll down. I look at his flavor text. He's a captain of the Frankie Pirates, and you know maybe one person out there might appreciate this. The first thought I had was to go look at his hidden traits, see if he had the captain tag because they actually had a captain. Uh, they had what two, uh, two events. I forget what they're even called. Where like Morgan Bateman was featured. And they put all the captains of like not not just the Starfleet captains. Captain's oath. Yeah, the captain's oath. Thank you. So I just want to know if this will help me win another copy of Fraser or not. And and I don't see any hidden traits. So we'll see if they if they rerun number three or four. Uh, if Ulysses will will come into his own as a real trait matching monster. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you head over to the forums, the WRG Gaming forums where they have a request right now for any traits that you want to see updated, make sure that you put in that Ulysses needs to be captain. And they will absolutely not get back to you or acknowledge it whatsoever. And also throw in festive and compromised while you're at it. Yeah. This, this is like a TOS plot where the only way to defeat WRG is to like overwhelm them with all these illogical trait requests until they short circuit and blow themselves up. All right. Uh... God, what what the height what the height of fashion mob is uh, this legendary crew we're going to talk about? Uh, I, don't, I I haven't even scrolled down to look at his stats or anything. Look at look at those ankle warmers. Isn't that fantastic? Like this episode is picked up precipitously in joy between Ethan Phillips, layers, Laser Whip, and now this guy. The uh, was he the high T ear or was he one of the henchmen? I think he was the boss on that planet. But Friday's child. Uh, where McCoy violently assaults a woman and it's campy TOS goodness and they have a slide whistle that plays every time they throw their little, their little whip, dart, whatever it was. Uh, all right, let's do the big book thing. Tier 5, Command Ipsec. Again, Voyage and Shuttle stands out. Uh, I shouldn't have scrolled down because I was having so much fun. All right, let me scroll back up. That little, I love the little gold lace around his chest, too. That's a nice touch from the... TOS costuming design. He's got a cape. Are we going to get a cape collection at some point? Uh, who else would be in that list? I don't know, but I think his whole upper half is just drapes. Like, he, <laughs> he kind of reads as a window treatment to me. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we might be able to get snag a Bed Bath & Beyond uh, sponsorship if we play our go. cards right. 
the bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> he he looks like if you play a video game and you're creating your own character and you go to the apparel <laughs> section and you hit X to randomize. That's what he looks like. That it just gave you the most random amount of junk that he's wearing, including the fur <laughs> apple bottom jeans with the boots with the fur. He's got the drapes on. He's got the tablecloth draped around him. A green shirt out of nowhere, which really ties the black and the gold together. Uh, and then it looks like a medieval helmet that he's wearing. Yeah, nothing says protection. Like, what is that, a cloth helmet? Or is that chain mail? I can't even tell. But we'll go with cloth. All right, speaking of junk, since you brought it up, uh, you know, I want to love this guy. I mean, I, I love the character because it's so campy. I'm not seeing a ton of value here. I guess sort of the, the left of center traits would be the calling card here. Uh, first, two very large collections with a lot of stat boosts. So there's their upfront value. And Saboteur, Scoundrel, Duelist, Crafty. I think those will all hit eventually. So maybe he comes into his own later as a collection crew. And then a top 10 security base. And that's probably all I can talk him up for. Um, can anyone else sort of entice me uh, to acquire Ma'ab? Uh, well, I can, I can tell you that... Uh... Uh, Rockapella is an American acapella musical group formed in 1986 <laughs> okay. in New York City. Oh wait, hold on. I'm I'm just this just in. It's a capellan, not Rockapella. I was wondering okay. where you were going with that one. I'm like, does to, he look like one of the, the singers? What's going on? <laughs> Do it, Rockapella. No, this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Th 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 we're talking about everything but the stats on this crew because there's just nothing. There's less than nothing there. This. <laughs> There's two two collections, awful ship ability, no shuttle potential. This who is this? It's another event reward crew. So we're competing for this this. I, I, competing I'm competing in air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I feel like I'm sucking any remaining joy out of the podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Frank. Ethan oh, Phillips with a laser whip. What are you doing with this guy? <laughs> let me let me help you. Like the emergency exit on a. Boeing 737 topical uh, it, it, you know this should the big book podcast should become the where in the world is Carmen San Diego podcast because at least that's a better game speaking <laughs> of Rockapella uh, the only thing good about this guy is his art and he looks like an animatronic at a Chuck E. Cheese I was banned out of everything else is just bland copy paste yes he might have some collections in the future yeah, he's got traits, but boy, howdy, you could throw a rock and hit a lot of people in the head that are, you know, sec command dip that are otherwise unremarkable. He's a one-off. He'll never get a variant. Uh, he will be in your odd shuttle event in the future where the event trait is scoundrel or saboteur or something. His security's high enough if you have him immortalized. Maybe he rides a shuttle. But otherwise, this guy, I, w I wouldn't event too hard for him. You will not miss him. All right, I'll, I'll be the degenerate in the room. I actually, because when I'm looking at, at completing collections, some of the ones with higher tiers, like resourceful, communicator, uh, cultural figure, they have at the end of their milestones actually some still some juicy stat boosters so him hitting on two of those and just my general love of the character i could definitely see myself citing him at some point in time but you know if we're, if we're trying to be uh unbiased and objective here i definitely would not recommend that can i get a beatbox anyone do up do do a do up 
Actually, I did make that joke once because we had we had like eight crew in a row with dip primaries. So I think I made the the do up dip 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 joke at one point. All right. So as we as we workshop our acapella outro for next week, I swear we'll have it, folks. Tune in. I swear we'll have it. Just dug myself a hole. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Command Upside. Watch, 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 watch. Uh, there are a few interesting crew. Uh, apparently, Yeoman, what is it, Yeoman Landon or whatever, is like the most impressive crew to come out in the last six months. So uh, make sure you snag her. And maybe Ethan Phillips if you're feeling frisky. Uh, outside of that, this is the winter of our of our discontent. Look forward to, I guess, some, some fun giveaways in, in January from them. And uh, keep listening to The Big Book. Sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Give it to me. The Big Book dot app podcast. All right. For Frank, we, we got to tap you for that, too. We'll put you in the, we'll put you in the, you know, you can be our soprano in the doo-wop group that we start. I think that would be right up your alley. <laughs> Thank God the mic cut out for part of that. Uh, we'll see you guys next time.